0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Welcome to uh, CC Conversations, where we recap, dissect, and discuss the teaching series at Central Church. I'm here with uh, Carmen Cologne, who is our Kids Ministries pastor. Hi. <laughs> I'm here with Rich Colon. Uh, we call him Slick Ricky Vic. Uh, he's our youth pastor. Como <laughs> esta? <laughs> uh, I'm here with Chris Johnson, who's our teaching pastor, and he's over our House Church and Assimilation. Hey, guys. And then uh, I'm here with Leo Bautista, who we call Nard Dog. He's our worship pastor. Howdy. And then uh, Seth Anderson as well, who is our creative director. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to release a podcast at the end of every series that we do here at Central Church that we're calling CC Conversations. And the idea is for us to kind of go a little bit deeper and have some pushback on the series that we teach here at Central Church. And so, I'm going to give you just like a 2 or 3 minute recap on what we've covered over the last 4 weeks. We've done this series that we've called Shalom. And we talked about how humanity is created as image bearers of God to live in four harmonious relationships. A harmonious relationship with God and humanity, with others and humanity, with self and humanity, and creation. And so the idea is that this web of relationships is shalom, and that's the way that God had intended and designed us. And so in week one, we talked about humanity and God. And we looked at Genesis chapter three, where sin enters the picture, and this sort of shalom, this initial creative intention that God had, was disrupted. And then we we trek through scripture, and we see that God sends Jesus to restore shalom to humanity. And so Jesus sort of activates us in the process. And so in week one, we really laid a foundation for where we were going through the rest of the series. And then in week two, uh, Bob shared about humanity and self and the harmonious relationship there. And so he he cited Genesis chapter one, where I think it was verse 26, where God created man. And he says, this is very good. And that we are included in that very good response. And he talked about how sin does not define us, that we're image bearers of God. And he sort of gave this cool perspective of sin where he said, Sin is not breaking rules, sin is about breaking shalom. And overcoming sin is not about self discipline. He said, Only the Creator can repair the creation. And so that was a really powerful uh, message. And then in week three, we talked about the relationship of uh, humanity with other humanity. And then the Saturday before it was the, the women's march. And so there was a lot of division in the country. And so when we talked about this one, it really kind of hit home with a lot of people. And so we, we started in Mark chapter 12, Where uh, Jesus says, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And then we said, love your neighbor as yourself. And these are sort of the greatest commandment. And then we had three quotes in there that kind of guided the conversation. We said, loving our neighbor isn't about who they are. It's about who we are. And so we quoted uh, the great theologian Bob Mitten for that. And then we said, God doesn't need more soldiers. He needs more neighbors, quoting Jen Hatmaker. And then we quoted Richard Rohr, who said, the best criticism of the bad is the practice of the better because oppositional energy only creates more of the same. And then in week four, which was this past Sunday, Chris wrapped us up with uh, this concept of humanity and creation. And he also cited Genesis chapter one and how we are to actively partner with God in taking the world somewhere. He quoted John Mark Comer and uh, he said that there's a creative God. I thought this line was really cool. He said a creative God creates creative people to create. And uh, so that's kind of where we were going with that direction and talked about how we are participants and partners in doing the important, fulfilling, creative work that God has designed us to do. And we're called to restore shalom to creation. And so we talked about Shalom for the past four weeks and all four of these different harmonious relationships. We got a lot of feedback, a lot of questions, a lot of ideas, but we want to just take it a little bit further and us kind of talk about it and push back. So guys, thoughts, anything that comes to mind from those four weeks of conversation? What's something that stuck out? What's something that you heard in conversation that they were like, hey, what about this? What about that? How does this play in? Or something that kind of stuck out to you guys?
1: Yeah, I just think the whole thing was terrible.
0: Yeah, um, well, that... Yeah. That's true, especially week four.
1: (laughs) No, uh, whoever (laughs) taught week four was... The worst. The really worst dumb. ever. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think the one thing that we missed a little bit is that um, the, the landscape, the political landscape of uh, the Reconcile to Others, as you'd mentioned, uh, specifically because the inauguration was on Friday. Yeah. And so we had like the presidential inauguration of President Trump. And then uh, Saturday we had the Women's March, which was why'd you, almost- Why'd you
0: pause when you said president? Yeah, I <laughs> like, I had, president- I had a hard time. He was like, saying he was like, saying like that.
1: President Trump. <laughs> Trump? <laughs> Yeah, but but it was President Trump, and then uh, and then Saturday uh, was the Women's March, which actually kind of turned into like an anti-Trump rally, if you will. So, um, I mean, obviously there are outliers, extremists, you know, different people uh, representing different things. When you get that many people around, it's going to be something different. But I feel like that one was one of one of the messages that brought the most. the most discussion out of our faith community here. Yeah. And it was something that like all of us have kind of been a part of sort of talking and, uh, figuring navigating out, you know, kind of what, what that actually means for us moving forward and how we can respond and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, there was, there were, uh, I received a lot of emails and, um, Facebook messages and things like that. and Even conversations, lobby talk, um, about that one because, It's hard because, you know, like you said, um, I think you said it this past Sunday that we only have 20, 25 minutes to dig into what we're talking about on a Sunday morning um, in our, you know, uh, worship gatherings. And so for us to go in depth to each individual topic and issue is a little challenging, you know, it's a little difficult. And I remember, I think one of the things that I said in passing, like I was talking about Mr. Rogers and how... um, he wanted to make TV better for children. And Mm -hmm. I said that, you know, um, rather than chaining himself to the building and protesting and all this sort of thing, uh, he just went to work for 33 years every day and created better. Um, but with that, I didn't get the chance to kind of double back on it and say, well, here's the deal. Not that those things are necessarily always bad. Right. You know what I mean? Because I feel like when I just kind of was breezing through it, I knew in my head, that I didn't necessarily mean those things are necessarily bad because I mean with the civil rights movement and all of that, you know, that created positive change in the world and in the culture and it changed the dynamic in the landscape of everything. Mm -hmm. And, and they had their voice that way and it, you know, that's how they accomplished it or whatever. But, um, not that those things are bad. I think more of what I was trying to get at is that if that's where our hope lies, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, I mean, even in, in policy and government and presidents and leaders of, of whatever, you know, if our hope lies there, we're going to be disappointed every time. Yeah. We're going to feel that we've been cheated every time. We're going to feel like it falls flat every single time because our hope doesn't need to be in government and in policy and in who we voted for and didn't vote for and who we protested against and didn't protest against or who we stood up for or whatever. Our hope needs to be in Jesus. And anytime it's in anything other than that, it's going to fall flat.
2: Say
1: <laughs> what, what i liked about specifically i mean obviously the women's march had the one thing i was telling my wife about the women's march and maybe it's because i'm a man and i don't really get it but one of the things that i don't that i didn't like or i guess had a hard time getting behind is normally i would i would just be completely 100 percent behind something like that i feel like women do need equal rights and they don't have them currently but with that being said there were um, there were things that I saw from the women's marches that were, like, so vulgar and so just inciting rage and hatred that it was hard for me to to get behind something like that because I don't feel like it's moving things forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that was a lot of kind of the pushback for me yeah. was that is, like, how Richard Rohr, you know, the, the quote that we used, the whole oppositional energy only creates more of the same. It's cool to, like, say something... But as long as you're saying something without creating oppositional energy, there is an energy that you can create that's not oppositional. Yeah. And
0: what's, what's a bummer is that our media and social media and all that stuff highlights those things. Um, it's just like, you know, we're in the church world and we're pastors and whatnot. And when we get these TV preachers on there that are like, Hey, give me $7,000 for this prayer cloth and all your whole family tree will be healed of cancer. It's like those extremists make all of us look like idiots. You know, and so it's hard, I think, for the people that are out there marching to show their daughters, you know, saying, hey, look, we're women, we're strong, we can, you know, stand up for what we believe in, we deserve this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. When they're doing things with the right re- for the right reasons and with the right intentions, I hate that they can, you know, get lumped in with the extremists, with the people who put big things on their heads to look like female organs and, you know, all these different things that it's absolutely ridiculous but, you know, the the majority gets defined by, you know, the, the, the smaller group that's being stupid.
3: Yeah. A lot of times, you know, yeah, and yeah. I
0: feel like the, I, it, it angers me in the church when that happens, when I, like, when I have to tell someone I'm a pastor and then they initially think of, like, Benny Hinn and Robert Tilton and I'm like, <laughs> but no, 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 I don't wear, no, not, no, not like that. <laughs> right. Not like that.
1: Or, like, they immediately apologize, apologize yeah. for, like, swearing oh, or I'm, I'm sorry, drinking I was, around you yeah. or something. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. I went to church as a kid. No, don't go there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny.
4: No, for sure. It's like always the loudest voice. Like it's like more highlight Mm -hmm. and being on the other side of the conversation, like feels like it's so far away.
2: I don't know. I also think that, um, people, a lot of times, uh, people assume that you are going to take, uh, like one definite stance on things, oh, yeah. just because you are a Christian or because you are a pastor, or you know whatever the case may be, and so, um, uh, or a lot of times people expect you <laughs> to to do certain things or speak out about certain things, uh, and so a lot of times, like what I find uh, to be hard is like staying quiet because we all have our own you know political views or you know views of how things should go. Uh, just like any other person um but the 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 thing for us to navigate is like um knowing what to say what's beneficial what what not to say you know what's going to what's going to cause tension and so um but for me like the big um like it's just so applicable you know like um talking about you know how we only have limited time to You know, like I was telling Carmen the other day, I said, uh, you know, I thought Chris did really well with week four because he had to cover 10 feet of information in two feet of time, you know, and, uh, that's a weird analogy, you know, with distance distance and time, but he has to cover all this different ground with not a lot of time to do it. And, um, um... You know, so what I think the responsibility of the communicator to do is to get to the heart of it, and what I think the responsibility of the listener to do is to to try harder to hear the heart in it, you know, and not yeah, just shoot, take things at shoot. face mm-hmm. level or face value. So, like, what really hit me, and I mean it hit me like whoosh, like right between the eyes, um, was you know the the week that you gave the quotes, you know, from Richard Rohrs and all that, where, um, uh, and when you said a. Uh, you know we don't one thing that really stuck with me is when you said you know we don't act how we act based off of them we act how we act because it's who we are yeah that yeah. Was and, Bob uh,
0: Benton, man he's
2: the man man that junk is like i mean it's not junk sorry mm-hmm. it's language but uh that <laughs> that that content was extra beneficial uh, to me because like man i had a <laughs> i had a uh, <laughs> i had a i had a few opportunities just over the past week to really like uh, you know, really go ham on somebody and, uh, or on people. Some more, some more language. Yeah, more sandwich. Ham sandwich on, on some people and, um, uh, really like that that is what came to mind and i actually i was with a group of friends and i had to pull them to the side and i said man listen like exactly that i said we i said what would you do in this situation if you know variables x y and z weren't included you know the things that were really like getting their goat and they were like well i'd probably just go about it this way and i said then go about it that way regardless because you can't act how you act in the situation predicated on them you got to do it because you know god in you so pretty much what um you know the bishop bob said um it's just it's just so beneficial so getting at that what i mean is that if really we try to hear the heart in things um and not just look for things to cherry pick from a message but we really try to take the whole of it and hear the heart in it um that's really beneficial for the listener you know yeah that's
0: huge when i know when chris sent his notes on like thursday or friday my response was Man, you better talk fast. (laughs) Because it was just such a huge thing. But that's so true. And especially in our culture where we're just looking for sound bites all the time. You know what I mean? And so something we can take out of context or whatever. But I think you're right. I think if you're listening for the heart of the message, then, you know, as communicators, if we can communicate the heart of where we're going and, and paint a picture as adequately as we can of the heart of God in response to this. Particular topic, then hopefully it'll mean 50 different things to 50 different people. You know? Because when we say, hey, don't post stupid things on Facebook, well, you have the people that are posting stupid things in support of Trump, or people posting stupid things anti Trump, or posting stupid things about whatever, and they all take it differently from their own perspective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the same time, there's 50 different people feeling like, oh my gosh, Sam's talking about my Facebook page. It's like, no, I'm not talking about anybody's Facebook page. I'm just talking in general. You know, don't be dumb. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I I tell my wife all the time, like, when I see people get in arguments on Facebook, I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Is if you felt like you needed to, and I'm I'm not, like, 100% innocent in this realm, but, like, if you feel like you need to really say something, like, you really need to say something then take them out to coffee and buy them coffee right. and say hey let's sit down because obviously you see the world differently than i do maybe you can inform me and tell me not like in a sarcastic way maybe you really genuinely know something i don't and let's actually sit down and talk and i can at least see the world from your eyes for just an hour yeah. you know or at
0: bare minimum <clears throat> send a message right you know anytime that you're commenting on someone's picture i don't i don't you can push back on this all you want. You're not doing it to communicate to that person. You're communicating to everyone who sees that picture what your thoughts are about that picture. And so it's like, if you really want to communicate with that person and care about that person as an individual, as a creation of God, then inbox them and say, hey, I saw you posted that. I don't know wholly you know totally agree. I don't think it promotes unity. I don't think it does this. I don't whatever. Share that with that person, not yeah. on their picture wall comments so that you I mean all that does is in uh, that's what Richard Rohr is talking about. All it does is incite more debate, incite right. more anger and division and separation and segregation and all of that. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say something I just didn't know where to slip it in <laughs> so since you i just (laughs) i'll just say it can we edit that part out (laughs) um can we edit so i've i've been like struggling in these past few weeks obviously i'm not in service but it's kind of funny because we've been talking about like being kind and loving others in kids church so it's kind of funny how like god kind of worked that out like Mm -hmm. to be with parents and kids but um man, I struggle with social media and I struggle cause I probably have more women on my Facebook than you guys. And so it's kind of like, I just have a, it's kind of this even line of like anti and then non. And so it's just, I just been struggling. And so I've been trying not to read articles. I've been trying not to do all this stuff and I've just been praying and I just keep thinking of Philippians four, eight. And that's like, one of my favorite verses, like top favorite verses. And so... Um, what, gonna, what does
0: it say for those of us who don't have the I'm gonna read Bible it. memorized? I'm going to
3: read it. I'm going to read it. But usually whenever I like think of these things, I'm like, I always think of this verse. So it says, Finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right, and pure. Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. And usually, like that's all I think about, like Philippians four eight. But I kept reading, which I thought was funny because this is when I was thinking of like I don't say shalom often, so peace. I think of peace, but <laughs> thinking there's not much. You peace should start right saying now. shalom, everyone. You I know. <laughs> Do this is what nine says, which I was just like, thank you, God. Do what you have learned or received or heard from me. Follow my example. And then it says this: it says, the God who gives peace. Will be with you. And it just made me, it just really hit me in a way that if you go to the beginning of the verse, it says, always think about what is true. Always think. And it goes back to think Mm -hmm. and think and think. And the very end of it says, the God who gives peace will be with you. And it just makes me, it kind of was to me like God saying to me, Carmen, when you don't think about what I'm telling you to think about, when you don't think about what's true, you're going to read so many articles and a lot of it is opinion and it's not true and it's not 100% the truth. And when you read articles and it's not pure and it's not lovely and it's not praising other people, we're putting those thoughts in our mind Mm -hmm. and God says, but when you think of what is true, I will give you peace. So I think we have to kind of like self-examine ourselves. And when we're having these thoughts and we're having these concerns, where are, where are our thoughts at? What are we thinking of? Because God tells us, are you thinking what's true? Are you thinking what's pure? Because sure. when you do, I'll give you peace. So if we're feeling unsettled and we're feeling like we don't have that peace, then instead of looking around at the world and accusing Trump or accusing this or you know whatever you want to accuse, go back to yourself and say, what am I putting my thoughts on? Because that's right. what scripture says. Yeah, scripture you. says, when your thoughts are on what's true, you have peace. Because I believe Everything that the Bible says is true. And I believe if God says you will have peace because I'm with you, as clear as that, because I never think of verse nine. I don't even, mem- I don't like, I can quote Philippians 4, eight. I, I wouldn't know verse nine. So God was like, yourself the yourself God- Christian. I know, I know. <laughs> but it says the God who gives peace will be with you. Well, if we're not feeling peace and we're feeling uneasy, then we need to go back to Philippians 4, eight and be like, what is our thoughts on? What are we focusing on? Because when we focus on all that stuff, of course we're not going to feel peace. Mm-hmm. Of course we're going to f- feel uneasy. So I think it just goes back to a, a place where we have to fix our thoughts and we have to shut down the media. And we have to shut down all those articles. We have to think, how m- do we spend more time reading articles on Facebook or out of the Bible? Because if you're reading more articles on social media, you're not going to feel peace. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. So not completely, but that's a huge part of it. Like, yeah. what are we thinking So, so um,
0: if you want to join us this Sunday at eleven o'clock,
3: Carmen's going to be preaching
0: on um, the peace of God in kids' church. (laughs) Come come join me in In kids' kids church. church. (laughs) No, the kids are sitting front row. Carmen's teaching everybody.
1: No, I think that that's huge though, because like for me, what something that I've been noticing, especially in this political season, and you know, there are people that would argue that this political season is very different than what we've experienced in the past, and I may or may not agree. I'm not sure. I honestly am not sure, but Um, something that I've noticed is that like on Twitter, I follow a lot of theologians and, and, you know, professors and stuff like that. And instead of them writing like exegetical, like Bible, like scholarly work, you know, and normally I'm reading it to kind of get a better grasp on certain passages of scripture and different things like that. And a lot of these people, it's almost like they've completely abandoned like writing about the Bible and they only tweet about Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's cra- it's the craziest thing in the world. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing in a time or in a place, but I had to look at my Twitter even just a few days ago and be like, this isn't what I want it to be. Like I don't want to always just see this. I need like I need a stream of like you said, like I need a stream of scripture. I need a stream mm-hmm. of being in God's presence. And that's so much more important for a Christ follower than any of the other stuff. If you want to protest, Knock yourself out and protest. You know, yeah. like if you want to, if you want to do things in love and do things the right way, then like you have a voice, you have freedom of speech. We live in America, but it's like you said, it's a matter of where you put your hope, and it's also a matter of where you spend your time and your mental energy. Yeah. You know,
3: I that's think too. Huge. Like my like out of that whole list of Philippians four eight, like there's all these good ones, but my favorite one is whatever is true, because yeah. I think that's something that's so like a lot deeper than we think. Like. what what is true to people, but if we believe that God's word is true, then like, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but like people who like, I guess for me with the processing thing, if I don't feel like it's 100% true with anything, like I'm not gonna stand for it. And that's why I feel so strongly about like my faith in God's word because I know that's 100% true. I believe it's 100% Mm -hmm. true, but all these other things I see, I'm like, that's not really true. So I don't want to stand for it. I guess that's why I'm hesitant to like stand for those things. Like I'm a woman. So like, I kind of feel guilty sometimes. Like, am I not doing my job? But then at the same time, I'm like, as you know, before a woman, I'm a Christian. <laughs> wait, I'm, I am a woman. <laughs> You're a crea- Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm created to worship God into, in the image of God. <laughs> I'm not the best speaker at these <laughs> things. Um, so for that fact, like, I want to put that over my feelings and I'm not saying it's easy, it's hard, but it's just like trying to filter it the right way. And that's the thing. That's, I think
0: that's a huge part of it. We talked a lot about that in our Jesus for president series leading up to the election. Um, I feel like this is a different election season just because Trump came in and just blew up the whole political landscape. Like he just blew it out of the water. He does it so different than anyone has ever done it. Um, which some people think that's awesome. Some people think that's terrible, but I feel like it's become more personal. Like never before I, at least as far as I know, I've been part of what three elections, four elections. I'm so freaking old. Um, but the, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But the, uh, like never before has like, uh, a president gotten on Twitter and like had a conversation with another normal person. Like it's always this higher sort of office this honorable respectful whatever and so just the fact that he's interacting with movie stars and interacting with normal people obviously not interacting properly but still interacting nonetheless it's it, i think it makes it feel more personal to everybody you know that like he's mm-hmm. not so far away that you know the the bad stuff that he does can really affect us individually and the good stuff he does can affect us individually but before it's like You know, uh, President Obama or George Bush or you know W. I'm I'm all about the W. W. (laughs) Him and his rain poncho. I I, uh, when they would do stuff, it was like it felt more removed. You know, it's like some like people doing policy in some office somewhere, and we'll hear about it in a couple months. But but all this stuff is like right in your face, and maybe that's the connectivity of social media as well that's doing that. But I think you're totally right. I think that people substitute God's word for Relevant Magazine. Or they substitute God's word for occupied Democrats <laughs> or oh. they substitute God's word for all the stuff and they get their, their, their news, they get their truth, they get all of that. And I think the bottom line is it goes back to that if you put your hope in those things, it's going to leave you short every single time. And like I was saying in the Jesus or President series, we kept saying that, um, dang, what were we saying? What was I just saying? Oh, we kept saying that you're a Christ follower before you're a Democrat. You're a Christ follower before you're a Republican. That has to be, as a Christ follower, if you want the peace of God, if you want that, that constant calm, then you have to realize that you're part of a kingdom before you're part of a country. Mm. You know, You're part of the kingdom of God before you're part of the United States of America. And if you get that flip-flopped, then I can that that's when I can have empathy with you and say, okay, I can understand why your head feels like it's going to explode. Because if I was putting my hope in the things that you're putting your hope in, mm-hmm. my head would want to explode as well. I'd be on the verge of a mental breakdown, just like many people are now. But the goal yeah. is to not place your hope in those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like just
2: to tack on to what she said about um, that, <clears throat> like scripture and you know filtering your sources and all that. Um, you know, scripture says that. Uh, God makes it rain on the just and the unjust. Uh, and...
0: Uh, I make it rain.
2: And clear it out. <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, you can't do that to me. You know that. I'm going to start dancing. You soup. guys you guys can't see this, but I'm dancing right now. But, um, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, so... And then it also says in scripture that God, you know, God doesn't show favoritism in that way. And so, when scripture hits you, scripture, no matter who's reading it, it may hit you. It may hit you differently, but it still applies to all people uh, that are taking it in, especially Christians, you know. And so, um, it's still applicable. And these sources that we read from, or if we have a particular like news channel that we want to watch and all that they're all biased and that's why we read certain things and don't read other things or we watch certain things and we don't watch other things because we want, we don't want people that are going to challenge our opinion. We want people that are going to affirm our opinion. So we feel like we're stronger in battling the people that don't agree with us. And, um, you know, like I used to get real, real up in arms about stuff like that. Um, but ever since I kind of just backed off of that and backed off of the, you know, social media politics uh, and, and, you know, campaigning for my my candidate, uh, which is hard to do when you don't want any candidate but Jesus. But, uh, um, you know, after I really backed off of that and just kind of focused on the other things, <clears throat> it kind of helps you really, like, put things in order. And, um, you know, although politics are very important and, you know, you got to know what's going on and, and all that stuff and... You know, fight for your right. Wrong song. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Rock the vote. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. You to vote. Start that and not finish it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, yeah, like all that's important. But like, like we're saying, like, look, man, like, if if you're not taking in, like. First of all, the presence of God, personal time with God, uh, you know, getting alone with God. Uh, if you're not getting in Scripture and um, letting the heart of God speak to you, if you're not entering in and prayer and, and giving those worries and those fears up to God, uh, but instead you're supplementing your your life and, you know, uh, uh, and. You know, it's unavoidable at that point if you're taking in all that propaganda and media instead of supplementing your life and your faith with, uh, you know, God and God's word, you're supplementing it with uh, political propaganda and stuff at that point. And so, um, you know, we can't we can't eat thousand Big Macs a day and expect to look like Brad Pitt, you know. Um, and you can't take in a ton of political propaganda and be throwing stones at people on social media and then come sit in church and expect to feel like, you know, everything's okay just because you sang a couple of worship songs, even though Leo's, you know, a bad man pajama. Um, open his mouth. Yes. A choir of angels. Yes. Gosh. The heavenly host descends. <laughs> but, um, you know, you got to you gotta take in the right things in order to find yourself in the right place. And if we're fearful and uh, depressed and we're hopeless, then we're probably not, you know, worried about the things of God. So Yeah.
4: My experience with all of that, for sure, like, when you put in that perspective, um, uh, with all the stuff that you, you're saying that, like, Trump makes everything more personal— or like the the the, the landscape of the the political landscape yeah. makes everything a lot more personal. I feel like uh, me taking in all the different stuff has felt a lot more personal, especially in the last like couple of days with the whole immigration ban. Yeah. Um, just the idea of um, you know like that's a little bit more real for me because you know my parents are I'm first generation, and uh, me reading all this stuff makes me really feel like. I can put myself in that position. And uh, when I'm like taking in all of the news sources that I read, I start to feel like super heavy and start to feel like I'm personally being discriminated against. And um,
0: and And there's a lot of people that feel that way with a lot of the actions of Trump. They feel personally discriminated against.
4: Yeah. And so it's to like... Bring it back to um, to what Carmen said, and where we where this is all like what we're pointing at, like being hopeful in the things that Jesus promises, and being hopeful in what Jesus says about who we are, and knowing what the truth is versus what um, what's out there. Like that's that's been something that I've been really trying hard to to kind of just like plant myself in, yeah. versus like letting myself get overwhelmed and. Like, on the verge of, like, a...
0: Yeah, of a mental break Of
4: a mental breakdown, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> there's a lot of people in that, in that headspace right now.
1: You yeah. Know? Like, both, both Trump voters and non-Trump
0: both.
5: voters. Yeah.
4: Both. It's yeah.
0: both. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, because, yeah, exactly. Just frustration with the other. Yeah. You know, because there's mm-hmm. this huge us-versus-them mentality. But, um, real quick, I have another, I have another thought. Um, I know some of the feedback that I got from week three was, okay, so oppositional energy creates more of the same. I get that, but what can we do? Do you know what I mean? Like, what mm-hmm. does it look like to be the better? Yeah. You know, when you personally feel threatened, when you personally feel like things are going terribly, what are some ideas, or do we have any ideas, of what is the better practice? What is something that we can do um, to kind of move the conversation along? You know, like I was, I was reading something. I saw something on Facebook. Uh, there, there's this pastor guy, uh, Jonathan Martin, who... Um, just whatever he's he's from Tulsa and he was posting that the other night him and this lady went to this like islamic uh, like Muslim fundraiser and just like showed up, bought tickets at the door, went to this thing and said, he just sat there in tears the whole time. Cause it's this organization of women that help women and children who are like on the verge of, um, you know, just crumbling and they don't discriminate by race, religion, nothing like that. It's just, let's help people. And he said, when he was sitting there at the table, just crying because they said nothing about the political landscape. They said nothing about, you know, the ban on immigration and all that They were just, Hey, we want to help people. And he said he was so truly, like, touched to the core and inspired. And he went to, like, this Islamic community center thing for that to happen. This Christian, you know, evangelical Christian pastor crossing the lines, crossing the barriers, and going to something that most people would not go to or have any interest in. Um, And that super inspired me. It was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's one way to to go about it. But what are other ways to kind of make it happen?
5: I mean, even uh, like a, an easier first step that I personally feel <laughs> everyone needs to do
0: And is, who is this talking since it's your first time talking?
5: This is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh,
0: voice got a lot deeper there.
5: Uh, like the very first practical thing that I personally did in this political season is, is I downloaded both the CNN and Fox News apps on my phone. <laughs> I followed CNN and Fox News. Um, which are like two pretty. Which pretty are two very opposing, opposing. opinions. Um, and the reason why I did that is because I was seeing, you know, all of my super uh, like progressive liberal friends saying how, you know, racist and horrible uh, conservatives are. And then I see all of my conservative friends saying how, what crybabies and how, you know, how, well, honestly, and like how unsafe and how unrealistic my progressive liberal friends were. And I was like, well, you know, both sides are, you know, they have a point. And they're both
0: educated and not <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like, it's the kind of thing where I was like, okay, well then, instead of just getting all of my news from one source, rather I want to, you know, lean more liberal and more conservative, why not check both sources and see what both sides have to say about it? And I've, I've noticed when doing that, you know, it it, it doesn't make it us versus them, you see what both sides are trying to accomplish with, with every decision, yeah. and both sides have validity, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some issues that I disagree with, uh, but I'm able to I'm able to disagree with it, knowing what each what what each side wants to accomplish with it. Right. And so, like, I, I get what they I get why people are doing things, and I feel like whenever you do that, I mean, it, it, it's crazy to see. Like the honestly, it, it's two propaganda organizations to be completely honest, and we could go on forever about that. I don't want to go into all that <laughs> stuff, but but honestly, because like the three what, hour podcast. Because whenever that's you true. like, you know, whenever you see, you know, like for instance, when you see the um, you know, the, the refugee ban that's going on right now, just for example which I'm against. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And I, know, I know no one's given any other political opinions, but I'm against that. But, but uh, I can say that because I checked both. Yep. But you, you, know, you see CNN, and, and you, I see my Twitter feed, and I see all these stories of, well, these are the people that it's affecting. This is so wrong. You know, the, the, uh, you know, the government is, is actually turning on Trump for doing this, and there's all these protests going, crazy big things. And then in my Fox News thing, It just shows like, oh, crazy liberals posting up at airports doing this. But then it also says, you know, it's also showing like, you know, Trump is finally putting America first. You know, Trump is finally saying, you know, enough's enough, even, you know, where I stand on it. But, you know, and it's saying that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, they both kind of make sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you can make a better educated opinion. And it's not just feeding your, your same views over and over and over again, which in turn demonizes the other side.
0: Right, and I, I even noticed that in during the debates between Hillary and trump um, i was in I was traveling from Tennessee I think for I was on the way down for one debate and then on the way back for another debate. so I watched it on my c n n app on my phone, and uh, I remember listening to the commentators after the c n n app or after the thing on c n n being like that was the worst debate ever. Trump was nervous. It was terrible. He lost, like, by a landslide. And then I went over to Fox News and was like, well, I wonder what these guys are saying. They're like, that was the best debate ever. Trump dominated, blah, blah, blah. He moves, power moves. And it's the same, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's crazy how divisive those things are. But I think that goes back to what Carmen was saying. If you're getting your, I'm doing air quotes right now, truth from CNN, or you're getting your air quotes truth from Fox News, and you're not getting your air quotes truth from God's word... Then you're going to be all up in the rafters about everything, and you're going to be divisive, and it's going to continue this opposition, (laughs) us versus them, mentality. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I I mean, there is an element to it, like a realistic element to it, where like it's not like you can just have your nose in your Bible and know what's going on in the world, right? You know, Um, because it was written thousands of years ago. Yeah, but with that being said. there is a way that you can know what's going on in the world, current events even, and be up to date without getting all up in arms about right. you know every little thing. Right. And I think the big thing for me that I've noticed is you have to talk to people who don't think like you. And you have to actually hear them and actually have real conversations. And so, like, if you are, let's say, maybe you're all for the the Muslim ban or whatever the the you know the whole refugee thing, um, maybe it's your responsibility at this point as a Christ follower to reach out to a Muslim and hang out with them right. and like actually have coffee with them and talk with them and right. say, hey, you know, how does this affect you? And what do you see? And what, what's your side? And what, what's your story? You might leave. Completely thinking the same thing that you did before, but chances are you might not right and and then at that point you know at least you're you're more educated and you're more uh, well rounded I think that relationship is where a lot of that starts yeah. And, yeah. and like you said, I mean obviously there is a time and a place and and you should be rooted in the, in the truth of god's word, but as I said, like as Christians, we should also be in the front lines of all of these things, but we should be doing it in love, and I think yeah. love starts with a relationship. Yeah. Um, with all that being said, too, uh, you, you asked, what can we do?
0: Yeah, like practicality. I mean, how do people walk away from this conversation saying, yeah, I could, I could actually do something about this, not just talk about it or post about
1: it? Yeah, well, I didn't get to finish my idea earlier because I, I got sidetracked. But one thing that I did like about the Women's March, and we, we've talked about this a few times, is that they actually gave – Tangible steps for like so you, the next like hundred days. Yeah, hundred days, like ten that. things
0: to accomplish. I thought that was incredible.
1: Yeah, and I thought that that was amazing because so often it's like there's these protests and then it devolves into people like throwing stuff through windows and yeah. setting things on fire, yeah. and it doesn't actually get anything done. But at least the intention behind. The Women's March was like, hey, if you really think that there's something that needs to change, here are ways that you can change them. Yeah, and they gave,
0: like, templates to write your your congressperson or your senator or whatever to make real change. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and I I think that that's the thing that we forget about is we have local representatives that actually – like, we have their phone numbers (laughs) – Right. they 're out it 's not hard to find your local representative's <laughs> phone number, and your local representative does have a say in what happens in washington see
0: that 's the thing, man. We get all up in arms about the presidential election, but what if we actually paid attention to our local representatives who are our actual voice? right, you know
1: right because like you can say stuff on social media i 'm sorry, but uh, washington doesn 't look at Facebook before they make decisions <laughs> um, but they they do talk to the senators, the congress people, you know they they talk to those people and you do have the ability if you're really that upset about it you do have the ability to say something you can contact your representatives and i've seen actually even just recently in the last couple of weeks we have had local representatives from different areas actually change the decision on certain things um cuz as as you guys know like trump's already been busy doing a bunch of stuff right. um there has been pushback and it's been because people have called their representatives like i've actually heard of people that they try and call the representative like eight times in a day because the phones are just ringing off the hook, and you yeah. can 't get through, yeah so people are doing that sort of stuff, and if you feel like that's necessary then then do it. You live yeah. in a free nation, and you can do do that sort of thing, yeah. you know
0: yeah, Carmen, were you going to say something? No, oh no, it looked like you were on deck <laughs> ready to say something, but yeah, and and you know that's that is one way to do it, one way to do it is trying to affect policy and the way that you affect policy is through. Your local representatives, you know? I think another way to do it is like Jonathan Martin did, and he went to this Muslim community center and yeah, said, hey... Yeah, step out. Yeah, step out. Hey, how, how can I get involved? What can I do to help? You, you know gotta get I mean? outside your
1: context, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But Rich and I were talking actually last week about
0: um, about the whole
1: social media thing, and Rich, I guess you can expound a little bit, because you had, you had a little bit of a clearer opinion on that, but um, we were talking about how, like, don't post something if you're not gonna do something.
2: Right, yeah. So... The idea was like <clears throat> Chris and I were just talking about kind of just like the I mean, like we said, we're human. So, like, I feel like a troll sometimes because I like watch my Facebook feed, but I can't, I don't interject because, you know, I'm not trying to catch a beat down. So, um, <laughs> or, or
0: that's just maturity, I, is I mean, maturity it's, taking it's, place yeah but, but don't be truth, immature and jump the, in arguments
2: I, i'd like to say it's maturity but the truth is i have a wife so <laughs> your maturity had, is named <laughs> carmen that's right and my accountability and sometimes i tell people the holy spirit's voice in my ear actually sounds a lot like Carmen. you know the holy so, spirit
0: in my head sounds like amber that's, that's crazy it's crazy god <laughs> is good
2: so um you know so um but yeah <clears throat> yeah so I'll, I'll try to uh I'll try to watch these things and Chris and I were talking about it and just the frustration that comes when, uh, people want to like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call a spade a spade. People want to get on and, and like run their mouth, like just blah 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 blah, 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 blah. That's running your mouth. And, uh, they'll do all <laughs> that.
0: And for, then for clarification.
2: Yeah. And, and they'll turn around and they'll, 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 you know, get all crazy about it. And then. You don't see any selfies or snaps of them or anything like that down at a rally or down at a march or doing anything about it. And so Chris was just like, man, like it's funny because these people like, you know, if they really felt that way about it, there is an opportunity to do it. And, you know, like just to bring it home to like right here, um, there was there was a a women's march in Detroit, right? Yeah. And so you have a women's march in Detroit and we got all these women that are like, you know. Uh, you know, going Emma Watson on Facebook over here and just like, yeah! You know, like, um, you know, they're just going, they're going in on Facebook and, uh, it's like, but what were you doing though that night? You were at home, like you know, chilling, watching "This Is Us." I was too.
3: Um, I was too. But,
2: um, Shedding a single tear, exactly sure. the Indian tear. But um, so they're doing they're doing all this. <laughs> Sam, you need to stop laughing. And there's an opportunity for them to get out. And to go do something, it's, like, 15 minutes away. We're right here. And so, you know, I was actually being, like, real straight up about it because it was, like, 6 a.m. and we were having this conversation. And uh, we were driving, like, somewhere near uh, Saginaw, which who wants to be in Saginaw? So um, the combination of the time and the place we were going you know, was just crazy. Sorry and I was for all like, those
0: listeners in Saginaw. Yeah, peace be with you, brothers. Sorry.
2: The Lord is going to move you to a new place soon. But um, <laughs> we, um, we, uh... I was talking I was talking to him and I was just like you know, I was like, you know what, man? If these people really feel like that, they're not going to get out and do something. Shut up. You know, if you really feel like all this and that, blah, 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 but you're not going to do it. Shut up. You know, and like, that was my answer for everything at 6 a.m. Yeah. Just shut up. The you know? yeah. love of Christ. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, man, fair, you that you. was our
1: answer to yeah. everyone that said anything <laughs> to us. That That's true. In the morning, <laughs> <laughs> but.
2: Yeah. Hey man. Hey man, you want a donut or coffee? Bro, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> you know, but that was like a good shut up. Like, shut up, bro. You know it, you know, so, Um, but so, uh, but so my, my, y'all are making
0: me laugh. Shut up, bro. You know it. All of a sudden he transported to Southern California. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And I can't even laugh right now because I sound like I've been smoking like two packs a day, but, um,
0: but really it's only been one.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's only been one and a half actually, but, um, so, um, so, but my, my whole thought on it was like, you know, man, like if you really feel that strongly about something and it motivates you to like take action, there's a lot of things that need to happen, especially like in our city, um, you know, like boys and girls clubs, you know, these young kids that are raised in the inner city that's like, what, three miles away from us, um, you know, like they don't have good role models. They don't have uh, parents at home. A lot of them are being raised by uncles and aunts or grandparents or older brothers or older sisters you want to do something that's going to affect uh change for the future of america invest in the literal future of america which is like these kids and that relationship that we're talking about you know like um you can build with them one-on-one you don't have to brainwash them or interject your own political views to them but you can influence them positively, let them know how much these things mean. When I came up, you know, everybody talked about voting just because it was like, oh, you're a jerk if you don't vote because it's your right. But nobody really talked to me about the importance of, you know, voting or voting in local elections or things like that. And so my whole mindset up until recent years was, you know, who cares? Like, really, who cares? I don't make my vote or whatever I have to say about this doesn't really matter and all that. And I think what Trump shows us is that Actually, it does. If you get enough people to rock the boat, whatever side you stand on. <clears throat> I, I went into it, and I remember thinking on election day, I remember telling Carmen, there's no sneaking away. Trump's walking away with this. And then it was like, you know, Kapawi, You know, yeah. there he is. I was and, in shock
0: just as much as the news anchors were. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and and so –
0: Everybody was sitting there like, whoa
2: Yeah. And so and then, you know, when, when uh Hillary's like homie comes out and is like, We're not we're not giving in at all. We're gonna talk to you in the morning, and five minutes later Trump's on stage and he's like, Actually Hillary just gave me a call and it was huge. And uh, <laughs> she you know, she she gave up. So you know, sorry. So like it just shows you that you can't go into this with this this you know, uh, this this like pretense that Really you don't have a voice, you don't have anything to say. You really do. And what I'm getting at with even just like volunteering or doing this and that, like there are so many things that you can do to change where you're at, right here, right now, affect your community, and do all that do all that stuff. And you're actually gonna see a tangible, like visible, visible, obvious change in an immediate in a more immediate sense if you do those things
0: rather than just getting on social media and complaining about it. And that's know? I think that's mm-hmm. why Jen Hatmaker's quote meant so much to me whenever you know I came across it was that she said we don't need more soldiers, we need more neighbors. God doesn't need more soldiers, he needs more neighbors. We don't need to win arguments on Facebook. We need to be the change that we hope to see. We need to be the neighbor to the boys and girls club. We need to be the neighbor to our Muslim neighbors, to our you know black neighbors if we're white or white neighbors if we're black to the people that are different than us that look like uh, different than us that think different than us then you know interact in life different than mm-hmm. us um, I think it's important that we be a good neighbor I think that's 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 huge yeah
4: that's like the positive that we can take out of all of this like yeah. with all of this becoming more personal, we can make it more personal and make it more of something we can tangibly do like-
1: yeah
0: that's huge yeah if it's affecting us personally, then we can respond personally with others yeah yeah. Right.
1: Well, and, I mean, we've only really talked about week three or week two of the series. Yeah. And, like, we're kind of supposed to be discussing the whole series. But yeah. really, to if you think about kind of where we went with the series and where we kind of wrapped it up, it all kind of ties together in the sense that, like, with week one, we talked about reconciliation to God. And then week two, we talked about reconciliation to ourselves. Yeah. And I think that it's so important for us to be grounded in who God is and who we are, you know, and knowing these things, Mm -hmm. because if your identity is in something else, then uh, as we've talked about, your hope is in the wrong thing, you know? Um, and then, you know, obviously we talked about, uh, reconciliation to others and that was important. Um, but with the, the week four, the reconciliation to creation and how we talked about, like we've all been given things to Radha or rule, the we've been given things that we are called to actively partner with god in taking the world somewhere um and and if we're not doing so then we're missing out on our calling we're missing out on shalom this creative intention from the beginning so like if we're not I, i guess what i'm saying is we have a sphere of influence and we have a circle and we have things that we can do and i think that the big thing is is like what are you doing with it you know, do you really feel like you need to m- impact change? Okay, maybe that's something that God has given you to rule over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you ruling over in love? Are you ruling over it, like, in an effective way? Are you yeah. Are you actually going to reach out to the people in your community that you say you care so much about? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and,
0: and I feel like it can be overwhelming because it's like, Oh my gosh, the refugee crisis. I want to help refugees, but I can't help all the refugees. Yeah, but you can help one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, start with, do for one what you wish you could do for yeah. everyone.
4: And there's so many like in this area specifically too. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. I mean, we have like, we have a home free guy that lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Ray and, and he's been around. We want to help homeless people. That's important to us. We can't help all the homeless people, but we can help Ray yeah mm-hmm. we can have conversations with Ray, and we can try to get his life back on track to toward you know the intention that God has for him, and it's the same thing. I feel like people step back and say, "Oh, but the world is so crazy, and the crisis is so big and the troubles are so large and numerous, but you know, if we yeah. can radar what God has placed in front of us, yeah, if we can rule over what God has given us personally, individually, then I think that's where change starts, you know. Um so all right let's let's we've we've been going for almost an hour now so let's what any final thoughts on this stuff on the Shalom stuff on the the uh you know where you stand on the refugee crisis Seth um <laughs> you know any any final closing thoughts before we uh, take off
4: I'm really excited for just like the rest of the I mean we had our um year like teaching plan thing yeah uh, like a month ago and the stuff that we're going to end up talking about over the next few months all ties into this idea of Shalom. Yeah. Um, And I'm excited that, like, this has been such a fruitful conversation and it's such an important conversation that we've been having in our own community. So the next few months are going to be really super exciting.
1: Yeah. Totally. I just want to apologize in advance for all the coughing and sniffling. That's all.
0: <laughs> it's like, man, I was really into what he was saying, and then someone just
1: coughed yeah. like, right in the middle. No. I came down with a monster cold yesterday, so <laughs> still, still sorting through
0: all that. Cool. Seth, any final thoughts?
5: Get to know someone different than you. It'll radically change your life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Car. And then Seth just dropped the mic. Yeah. Then he,
0: <laughs> then he dropped the mic and jumped off the balcony. <laughs> Seth, way. <wait! laughs> Rich, Carmen, any final thoughts?
3: Um, I did and I lost it, but let me get a new thought. Um, just <laughs> <Run> <laughs> I did it. I feel Run like it was so right. good. You need, me,
2: you need me to give mine and then... If yeah, they, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I would just say that um, uh, don't feel like you need to um, uh, agree with everything that somebody thinks or feels or believes in order to love that person and, and entertain a true, uh, friendship with people. Um, if you guys don't know this, even just within the, the staff that you've heard here talking, uh, today, um, there's a lot of different, angles on things there's a lot of different difference uh, a lot of differences in um just like the the micro beliefs that go within our belief in Christ and um we all love each other and we all uh affirm each other in our faith and our walk that doesn't mean that we agree on every single thing um but we work together for the for the purpose of the kingdom and yeah. so um you know if anything i would just say that um, you don't have to agree with everybody uh in order to love them and be friends with them and be christ to them and so i would just kind of tag that on to what seth said find somebody that's different than you um don't don't listen uh with the intention of responding or defending just listen period just listen
0: that's good that's good carmen any final thoughts
3: um i think it would just be the word love like People are gonna make you mad. People are gonna disagree with you. People are gonna be self-centered. People are gonna be irrational. Um, and you're not gonna agree. But when you want to do something, the best thing to do—I mean, lo- love is an action—and just love them anyway. And and if you want to make a change, do something. And don't be don't be a keyboard warrior. Be you know a real life in the scenes. A keyboard warrior, I like that. <laughs> be I mean, a real life in love the is scenes. A verb. Yeah. yeah. Quote, DC talk. Quote DC talk. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> they made got it, got in. it in. There. DC Talk made it in. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's just love is a verb. Yeah, that's a good good <laughs> way to <do> <laughs> Thank you, DC Talk. Um just do
0: something. Yeah. That's cool. good. That's good. My closing thoughts would be, you know, where does your hope lie? If it lies in the wrong things, you're gonna consistently be let down and consistently be disappointed. So this has been the uh Okay. <laughs> Sam All right, guys. Cool. <laughs>